0: Language in this show may be too harsh for young listeners. In other words, we still struggling with our cussing.
1: psycho music lyricology podcast what music touches the mind and heals the soul i am one of your co-hosts sheldon moss along with the dude that is always secure by his opinion michael nelson watch me work and the professor maurice moss what's up before we get started make sure you hit that subscribe button rate review and listen to us on spotify apple podcast soundcloud Google play music luminary or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and be sure to tell a friend what's going on maurice what's up you know man we had so much talking off the air i forgot we was about to do another show for a moment right there. right right, right, right,
2: right. <laughs> uh i actually had to go back to some stuff that you got that you i think mike uh, was talking about him too uh i hadn't listened to uh J- Jodena, oh, the uh-huh. 85 of africa mm-hmm. that might end up on my top 10 list yeah what?
1: Yeah, yeah. I that was good.
2: That was, okay. I thought maybe no, it. Yeah, it. You to it, it it's really good, and the way that he incorporates African music into what he's doing, mm-hmm. I, I really like. I really like what he does. I, I think that he has his own unique sound, and he's a, a. I listened to it all the way through, and I started and it started back over again, and I didn't like. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm listening to. The, I just kept listening to it mm-hmm. because it is. It's a nice album. It is a really, really nice album. Good beats all the way through. Yeah. He even did a uh, he did a reworking of a Busta Rhymes uh, song. Uh, his song is called Zody, but he really did. He, it was a reworking of a Busta Rhymes. The way the way he reworked it, it was really, really good. I like that. Yeah. And also, I fig I found a group that I already knew the group, but they changed their name and released music under the new name, and I didn't know that. And maybe you guys knew that, but did you know that the family was releasing music under a different name? No. Mm-hmm. They're releasing music under the name F Deluxe. Really? Yeah.
0: No, yeah. I did know that, but I didn't know. I thought they were just touring as F Deluxe. There are, there are two albums out there. So what? that means
1: that Prince still owns the name. Probably. And they had
2: to uh, change their name. I names. think
0: that's the reason that they I were touring as F Deluxe. Deluxe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that they had a new al- I didn't know they were it's putting not,
2: out albums. I mean, but they've been putting out albums, so I don't think they have anything new. The album that I hadn't heard before was in 2011. And then they have, a, I think, a live album that maybe came out. Uh, come out in like 2016. So
0: yeah, I remember when that happened. I remember they decided they were gonna go out and start touring. Okay, and it was just, it was kind of like the time, like you know, mm-hmm. Prince owned mm-hmm. the owned the uh, rights to the own the group basically, and they couldn't tour as the time anymore.
2: Well, one thing I like about it is you could tell that they were an actual band because the sound is still there. Yeah, I mean, it may you could, you know, the Prince production is unique, but I mean, you could still hear. That Susanna vocal and the uh, Saint Paul vocal. I mean, it's it, it's a very unique sound whenever you hear them sing together. So, um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so they that. they got a, some some stuff you can go back and check. And I, I, I really I haven't listened to the whole album up from twenty eleven, but it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, man. What about you, Mar- Uh, Mar- Michael? Um, I don't know why I get these ems messed up, man. Two
2: two two things I'll talk about quickly.
0: Eve, uh, which is the new Rhapsody album. Uh, oh yeah it's yeah. funky man it's funky from beginning to end and she spit like fire so it's uh i'm i'm i like I'm, this i like I'm, the
1: song titles
0: yeah and that's what i was getting ready to talk about the uh all of the uh songs titles are named after uh women mm-hmm. that she found influential mm-hmm. so you know it's michelle oprah Leah, uh whoopi serena et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Pretty dope. Their first single was uh uh the first single released was uh um uh, uh Ninth Wonder. And it uh, was the it was the one sort of,
2: about the Olympic fencer and yeah, the, her it, name. Uh, yeah. Because my sister was the one who made me uh hear that song because she was like, Well who's what is this song what does this song mean? Yeah. I I and I had to go name, and look yeah. it up and say, Oh, okay, that's who that okay. And yeah. then I heard about her concept and went and listened to a couple it you it, she is definitely it's a good album. Yeah, she's uh she's uh
0: so that was uh Jizza and uh D'Angelo. That's the first single mm-hmm. produced mm-hmm. by Ninth Wonder. It's pretty funky and mm-hmm. then uh uh PJ Morton is on the album and uh uh All Hell the Queen, uh Latifah mm-hmm. uh, is on the album, so it's pretty dope. And uh then of course just a few minutes ago we uh we talked about the uh we kinda came across uh new record by Another queen, uh, Sheila.
2: Oh, okay, Sheila mm-hmm. e. <laughs> I'm gonna let you talk. Well, we know how you talk feel about it, King. About, we, we <laughs> I,
0: I guess, I guess we know how you feel about the album. All right, but you hadn't heard anything from it. I haven't
2: yet. really, I can't say that I've listened to it. The stuff that you guys just played, I was just kind of like, all, all right, right, so it's called Iconic
0: it's Synthesized Iconic mm. Message for yeah. America, and uh. It's Sheila E and it's basically a concept album. It's the, the, the it's a it's it's thematic in the sense that uh she she's uh re recorded. It's an album full of uh remakes. And uh she stepped to Stevie, she stepped to uh G- uh Stevie, G- uh Jesus Children of America, she uh remade uh uh Marvin Gaye's uh, Inner City Blues slides everyday people uh she remade the uh national anthem uh she uh uh she started it with some uh, uh uh snippets of speeches from Martin Luther King and then what she did was she took the music from funky good time from uh James Brown mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then uh incorporated the lyrics from the Star Spangled Banner. Uh uh she did uh uh push your Man, Respect Yourself, um uh, Guess We Can Can, Point of Sisters. Uh, and then she remade uh America, uh Prince. She remade I was that. listening to that. Mm-hmm. And well, uh, that. it was another song, I can't remember. I think it was a song uh Oh, and she does like this melody of James Brown songs, so she does like talking loud, saying nothing, Mama don't take no mess, play off mm-hmm. Papa don't take no mess okay, so um she made the song she made this album <laughs> it's i don't I don't know what specifically to say about it. I'm gonna say this it's not bad, but it's not good. Okay, so when you hear Sheila e record, there's some things you expect, so my baseline for Sheila e is glamorous life that's mm-hmm. that's gonna be it, so you know, I want some Latin vibe, I want some funk, and then i want I want what we know as Prince production. Mm-hmm. okay, none of that makes this record none of it it's It's really polished. Production mm-hmm. She remakes One Nation Under the groove And there's like No noise in it mm-hmm. That's the song You heard yeah. of that song And there's like No noise yeah, It's just
2: like, it Where the stank Ain't yeah, no stank on it None <laughs> Ain't no stank none. on it <laughs> None <that laughs> it's, And it's not bad It's just not yeah. It's not it's and not also, a Sheila E. Yeah, record. I
1: mean, you be wanting to hear that. you want that bounce yeah, to come yeah. You
0: know what I'm saying? It And so I think I think you know the name of the album is Message for America," and I think she's trying to. Uh, it it almost kind of speaks to what we're going to talk about today. She almost kind of uh, hmm. whitened up.
2: Interesting She almost kind she of Whitened up made All it, she of made the songs She made them Respectable Yeah She made them Respectable Yeah mm. Yeah
0: I mean And I mean And this I mean The thing about it Is is that Like the The songs Like the um, Like the uh, James Brown medley She's not straight Playing James Brown songs You know She does them As if she's sitting Like she's on a concert stage mm-hmm. So her training Is, is perfect mm-hmm. That what she got From her family To Prince mm-hmm. to the way she produces music herself when she's on stage live. Right. It's it's there. It's perfect. Right. You know, you 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 know, you bouncing with it, you can you know, the breaks are there, the all of that's great. But, you know, I was I was sorely disappointed. I mean, by the time like One Nation Under the Groove is like halfway through the album, and by the time I got there, I was kind of like, mm this is not bad but it's not a Sheila E record.
2: And you know she has a history with covers that uh you remember one of her albums she did a cover of uh, Patti LaBelle, mm-hmm. Lady Marmalade. Mm-hmm. She did a pretty good job yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. It was it was yeah. a decent little cover. Mm-hmm. It was nowhere near what Patty did, but it was a it was a decent thing. Plus, for me and I probably I'm it's probably you as well. You just, you got a different standard when it comes to covers. Especially after, you know, we were Indeggio cello fans and, you know, to me, a straight cover, I'm just kind of like, okay, I need a reinterpretation. Mm-hmm. I, if you don't, if you're not bringing that Michelle Indeggio cello heat where you telling me, where you're bringing up pieces of this song that I didn't hear in the original or giving me a different perspective within that song from the same, I mean, it's just. I,
0: I can handle, I can handle straight covers if there's a if there's a different level of integrity bro okay. like so so like we I, were talking about like that. the other day we were talking about PJ Morton mm-hmm. and we were talking about what he did with yearning mm-hmm. for your love mm-hmm. but in the, but in the same strain um, uh his his version of how deep is your love is nasty mhm mhm
2: it just bring different things Yeah different, i mean yeah. that mm-hmm. one is just nasty mm-hmm. i
0: mean you listen to that and you just like I mean, either version, you can listen to them do it live or the recorded and he gets version. Into it. And you'd be like, shit, yeah, you know. And I don't know. And I mean, I guess it also depends on whether or not you're a Bee Gees fan.
2: Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, but, you're right because uh, we're both on the same page about yearning for your love. But for me, he he made me like Black Beatles and I didn't like the original. I got you. And I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. I mean, but that was more of, that was a reinterpretation of the song. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but I, I hear what you're saying about straight covers. You can you can bring a different, you can bring your own voice to it that makes it, that makes it unique. Right. So I, you know, I'm, I'm,
0: I love Sheila E,
2: but I am not recommending this
0: album for, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. We, we have a hard time criticizing albums. We have a hard time criticizing, especially people we
2: love. Yeah, we Everybody really revere. Really. Yeah, we, we Sheila E. I, we revere. She's, yeah. she's she's
0: she's queendom. Yeah,
2: she's yes. And, and we have a hard time doing it, but hey, and I you gotta just, put it out there.
0: It's hard for me to say, uh, it's hard for me to say right now that I would not recommend this album for anybody. Who, <laughs> I'm surprised, hey, man. but it's Sheila E, man. I right. mean, and 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 here's the thing uh, I don't
2: not like it. I mean, you know, right. I
0: probably won't listen to it that much again ever but we have but, to be
2: responsible with our platform and right. people only have a certain amount of time that they can dedicate to music don't put don't put this one on your list right <laughs> right there you, go. you got a certain amount of time it's <laughs> limited There you, there you
0: <laughs> go. You ain't got nothing else if you got something else to do do that other thing but if you don't you can give it a listen you yeah. can check it out but anyway shell what's up bro well you know
1: uh maurice uh is just one but i've really been kind of listening to it maurice sent me a uh Asked me to check out this record and said, "Hey man, we need to call somebody to jump on this with oh, us." Oh yeah, yeah. Um, this '93 punks and Vic Mensa. Is that how you say his name? That's the a-
2: rapper Vic. Okay, Vic Mensa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's not rapping. He's doing a different. Yeah. He's he's doing a different thing now. Okay. He's but, uh, he has a punk he has a punk band right. They do kind of a trap punk thing. It's like something that I liked but i i don't think mike would like it
1: you're not gonna really like it. i don't think
2: mike will like it i liked it
1: but um i just started listening to it and then when he said camp america i just keep listening to this song over and over and over again and i'm like but i've been
2: looking at the reviews for this for (laughs) Mm -hmm. this album i've been seeing people give him ones i saw somebody give him a negative number i mean the rap community is not feeling him because he's done a video for a song off this album, and he's like in a dress, wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. But he's like, he's like this performance artist now. So yeah. he's like trying to, he he he's trying to go against the grain and be mm-hmm. provocative and trying to you know tell you a different story. So he's like shunning traditional rap, and he even take a couple of hits at rap in some right. of these songs and so the rap community is not feeling it i doubt if anybody in the punk community is going to embrace them although they do have some some 90s pop punk artists on this album like good charlotte but i don't think that and in some areas the he goes straight fishbone (laughs) right (laughs) with some of the stuff that he's doing but i mean i think it's very much an acquired taste
1: like the song it's a bad dream uh, even the one he talking about three years sober, he
2: talking about himself. Yeah,
1: you know. Uh,
2: so I, I told I told Sheldon that we should get Aaron on to talk about it. Somebody with like a rock punk solid, uh, you know, background in, it and see what they thought about it. Because yeah. I think I'm I'm partial to him because I like Ventimenta and I like the fact that he's to me he's kind of like the new Prince. Mm-hmm. He goes against the grain on purpose, but he also kind of brings the heat when he does it. It's just not. It's just not for the sake of show. He actually is telling you like yeah. the Camp America songs. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I've been kind of listening to it. Then I started. Then I had to stop driving. But I know your,
2: li- your listening time is limited. So that's yeah. why I'm like,
0: <laughs> well, I don't...
2: my time might be
0: limited, but I'll listen to it. I'll try anything. So, well, yeah. listen,
2: listen to it. I don't, I mean, I don't want you to come it's, back it's, and say, yeah, yeah I, you, I don't want you to say, I could have been with my daughter. You know have I me? Mean? It's, <laughs> it's one of those
1: songs that you will get in your car and listen to it.
2: Oh, yeah. and I And listen to it, it at the and, gym.
1: And listen to it loud.
0: Okay, yeah. I'm gonna check it out.
1: So you can really delve into Nin- it. What
0: 93 punks? P U N X X. Okay. P U N X. Yeah, that's um, it, man. Well, first I'm gonna say this: I don't appreciate you sending music to one of us <laughs> and not both of us. That's that bullshit.
2: You do that? All, you did that yesterday.
0: What you talking about? You sent me something that you didn't send Sheldon. What I sent you yesterday, I didn't send Sheldon. I don't know what it was.
2: But yeah, oh did. that
0: can yeah that can you right? So yeah, see, yo, <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> oh, okay, all
2: right.
1: <laughs> but anyway, man, well Mike sent us this article. Why is everyone always stealing black music by Wesley Morris? So, uh, mm-hmm. what, what, where did you find this article? Michael?
0: So the New York Times is doing a, a re-examining of the legacy of the slavery in the United States, and they're doing it because this is the 400th year since the first. Africans, notice I said that. We're not not calling these people slaves because they weren't slaves. They were human beings. They were Africans that were enslaved. Okay. So they were the first Africans who were brought to uh, what uh, um, the arrival into what we know as America or the United States 400 years ago. And so it's this big project that they're doing where they're just kind of uh, it's uh, writers who are, are, are uh, their papers submitted on, you know, in essays, poems, fiction, uh, photo essays. And it's just all about uh, the history of uh, Africans in America and the descendants of Africans in America. And so um, I'm flipping through and I just see this article wise. Everyone Always Stealing Black Music. This gentleman's name is Wesley Morris, who is a staff writer for, New- time. for the New York he Times. He also has his own podcast. He has his own podcast mm-hmm. called Steel Processing. Right. And uh, he is uh, a, a critic. This is what he does. He's a cultural critic. And uh, uh, he wrote this article. And uh, ba- the, the, the basis of the article is that for centuries, black music forged in bondage has been the sound of Of complete artistic freedom. No wonder everyone is always stealing it. And um, I just thought the title, "Why is everyone always stealing Black music?" Really kind of caught my attention because I, I after I read the article, Mm -hmm. um, when I when I when I looked at the last period, the first thing that popped into my head was, "This is this article, this paper." Has been the um, uh, the the completion of damn near every conversation we've ever had about music. It's like music. a
2: thesis statement for this podcast, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> and not just this podcast, just us as yeah. in, in the history of our friendship. Yeah, when yeah. we talk about music, music. you know, yeah. and it's like it's this is like. This is like Roberta Flack. He's like singing my life of with his words. Of course he did it in a more
2: succinct. He does it much better than <laughs> I would have, but he's singing my life with his words. Absolutely. And I was just I and
0: and the more I read the article and the more I mean, I like every paragraph I was jotting down notes. Mm-hmm. Not and and notes just based on my uh my uh thought process of history of music and Mm -hmm. how you know i see things and what happened in certain Mm -hmm. uh, areas you know Mm -hmm. i think he does an excellent job in his article when um i just found it interesting that uh, the, the 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 interesting thing to me is that he went through the historical dynamic of black music in america from the beginning from and when he started talking about Jim Crow mm-hmm. which and, I didn't
2: know that history mm-hmm. I didn't under, I didn't know that so
0: I knew what Jim Crow was and what it where it came from right but the way that he he the way that he dissected the history and brought it full circle with regard to how music in America mm-hmm. how it actually start Jim Crow started from music in America mm-hmm. that just yeah. I mean, it took me it took me into a place that was like I didn't really I didn't really firmly grasp. And I guess when you don't take in account how old the country is. See, when I think about music and I think about old music or I think about classical music, I start around 1930. Right. Mm-hmm. 1920, 25. Mm-hmm not the recorded music mm-hmm. you know i'm thinking because you know and and Be-bop, the reason that Be-bop, my jazz. right mm-hmm. the reason that my uh my 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 thought process starts there is because of what i love most about music and where my history of music is and it's it starts at traditional jazz and mm-hmm. trash jazz right mm-hmm. it's older than that Trad jazz is older than that you know mm-hmm. but that's kind of that's kind of my reference point that's where i start yeah and so i'm starting at king oliver and i'm starting at louis armstrong but music is much older than that and music in america is much Mm -hmm. older than that and there were things that were happening that we don't necessarily we have we don't have um uh we have like the first jazz recordings right we have like when when the medium was able to be recorded, we kind of have what was happening at the moment yeah. because it's organic. It's not like it happened for like 40 years and then they started recording it. Right. So it's like organic. We can listen to like, you know, uh, King Oliver's Hot 5, Hot 7, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. We can listen to all of that stuff. But we know that there were people like Buddy Bolden. We know that there was some history of jazz before it was actually recorded. But this stuff that was happening in 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 where he starts kind of with the story in like uh, uh the early part or the late part of the 1800s and you know from watching roots and you know from watching you know kind of reading history that there had to be music right and we understand where negro spirituals came from they came from that that era mm-hmm. so there was music it's not like it doesn't exist But the thing that makes it, the the thing that it made it like, like totally Americana was that even, even then in the, in, in, in 1840s, 1850s, 400 years ago that, you know, or 300 years ago or whatever, that, that the sound of Africa, you know, these slaves weren't playing, uh, classical music they were creating music right mm-hmm. they were creating music from their own rhythms from their own dna from their own heart they were creating this stuff and it was so infectious that it was even being stolen then mm-hmm. so we know the stories about history i mean rock and roll we know what happened to Little richard
2: but this uh, is a cycle this been shit has on. been a cycle forever <laughs> yeah yeah, like I, since the since the
0: inception of the country, right. they have been not only not there. There, there's been this this effort to not only steal Africans' bodies, but you steal in their soul, and the soul being their music. You know, there's and then just,
2: not and then not wanting to see them do the music. It's right. not acceptable to watch them. You, you, wanna, you can only you, acceptable. You, yeah. it's only acceptable watching somebody imitate them during the music. And
0: then when you accepted it, you accepted them imitating themselves.
2: Black black, bl- black, people, bl- doing black, black face. people doing blackface. Yeah. Bamboozled. Like I cannot see, <laughs> I don't want to see your natural blackface. I want to see your in I want to see these The chalk wine, on your court, face. Burn charcoal mm-hmm. black faces Because yeah. the real black face I, I, I don't, I'm not ready for that And uh,
0: You brought up You brought up When we were When we first started Talking about the article Before we got on mm. air here Before we started recording The movie Bamboozled First thing came to my mind Mine too And then when I was I didn't realize The significance Of That
1: movie at the time No
0: I remember oh, okay. No That I get okay. I don't I didn't I didn't I remember watching um, uh, Spike Lee going to great lengths to have the discussion about
2: how the cork, the cork, the cork. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the like burning of the, the cork, the, the, yeah.
0: the charcoal, and putting yeah. it on, and how they, you know, like they went to great lengths to say we're we're going back and showing this whole process, and this is what it was, and I was like,
2: good. Jesus, this is deep. Yeah. Side note: This is a case to revisit the movies that you like because you can get takeaways from it that you didn't have. With. Right. Right. Because exactly. I, I I need to go back to that movie now see, because yeah. I'm The I need significance to see cabin of that. In the
0: sky. I need to see a whole bunch yeah. of that stuff. The over, significance
2: yeah. of that process. What you're talking about, where they? I mean, and they're and he is careful when they're doing that of slowing the movie down to
0: show it and mm-hmm. going through that it process. Went quiet. Yeah. And then you just yeah. go through that whole process. Yeah. I was like, Spike was a he. This shit is genius yeah. when you go back and think yeah, about it because yeah. you know it you because even at the time me watching it I was like oh shit that's what they did that <laughs> right, was my right, whole right, concept right, right, it right. Was, I didn't have any any context, frame of reference yeah. of what yeah, all of that admit. meant and mm-hmm. I was like wow yeah I mean because I understand I, I know where Jim Crow came from I know the blackface I get all of that but I didn't know the context by which um, and and we we talking to each other because we read the article, and so I haven't really said what was what was going on. Yeah. He was talking about what 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 um, what um, uh, brother Morris is talking about in the story here or in the article here <laughs> is he was talking about. <laughs> uh he's talking about how I'm
1: glad he's a brother
0: well i mean you know i'm just i'm whether he is he isn't. <laughs> he's a brother he's a brother he's right a now brother. yeah whether, whether what he was talking about specifically was talking about how um the uh um um how black people weren't black people like like white people wanted to um uh, were fine with Uh, listening to what would be considered black music Mm -hmm. from black artists, as long as they were in black face, you know, it was just, I was like, and so when he started to, and, and I find that, I find that the most interesting, uh, the way that just ran down the track. So like he, he, he built his whole thesis on that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he built the he built the article like like and he was like, white people love black people's music when they're in black face. Watch how I tell you about this. They're not wearing the makeup anymore, but check me out. And he built the whole mm-hmm. article on that, that, that premise. And I was sitting there and I remember reading it going, I've said this. But I didn't say it this eloquently. I've Mm. tried to make... So, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, I got a tribe somewhere. It's not just, you know,
2: people looking at me like I'm crazy. No, he definitely encapsulates it in a way. I I was writing in my notes that this is a think piece on Old Town Road because, you know, all these... Whenever there's a phenomenon that comes out, there's all of these, you know, different writings on it. But he did it so, your word, eloquently. I didn't... at the end where he directly references Old Town Road and all of the components of that story about not being accepted by the country music artists and then a a white artist having to jump on the bandwagon to kind of make that acceptable for some people. And it just kind of made this whole story go, oh, the whole story just kind of rolled out in front of you and like, that's how it started and that's how it's still going on right now and everything in between has been a variation on that same thing that's exactly what i got all the way going through
1: nothing has changed
2: all the way going through and 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 your other point i thought was really really uh good mike that we've talked about a lot of this stuff already and we've actually had actual show topics on yacht rock Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we've we on our first show you made the comment about love songs well, being protest, protest music when right. black people do them. Mm-hmm. And he directly says that. And then he fleshes out appropriation, mm-hmm. which we we talked about appropriation, but he makes it a whole, he turns it into this whole thing where you kind of like, Oh, okay. Even more, he gives it even more depth right. when he talks right. about appropriation. He just doesn't make it kind of like two dimensional, like Justin Timberlake doing, doing black music, it's just like, it's a whole thing. Right. It's, right. A, it's a whole, there's a whole uh, uh, thing going, there's a whole through line for this whole thing that's happening that is so gradual and it's so nuanced that most people don't see it, or a lot of people are choosing not to see it, or a lot of people just don't care. And I think even myself, I mean, sometimes you just don't even, if the music is good, like Mike says about Adele, like she's not that great. I'm like, okay, yeah, but I like her music, and some of us just don't, you know. And everybody has their own line for every artist. Like some people, you'll be okay <laughs> with, whereas some other people are not okay with it. Mm-hmm, like what's mm-hmm. uh, what's the what's his name? Uh, what you won't do, do for love. God will. You've never said a bad word about him. No. <laughs> You've never said a bad that's word true. about him. I mean, but I mean, it's because we all have our own. But there's a line. So we all have yeah. our yeah. own whatever. And then I think that's part of when you have this conversation with people, it gets personal. You, because you, you're right. Because people have their own lines about, you're OK, right. this is my line for what. When you step over this line, then you into another category. And if you when you cross that line, you're not keeping it real anymore.
0: But you know what? and and you're right about that. Here's, and I don't think I've ever had anything bad to say about Adele either. I don't, I don't, I think, I think, I haven't, yes, I haven't, have. no, I haven't said anything bad about it.
2: Timberlake. Timberlake, maybe. <laughs> okay. But Adele, I don't think I've had anything bad you said, to say you, about you, it. You have said that there are a lot of people that are better, better, than, than, better than, than Adele. So
0: that's not saying yeah, anything bad yeah, about yeah, it. Right. I think what, what my issue is is <laughs> You're that, right. so here, here, here's, here, and I think, I think for me, this is how that works. And it's personal, it is personal. And here, I think, when I read the article and I was thinking this through, I think that's how it works, and I'm glad you brought that out like this. When, if you asking me about R&B and soul music, I'm not gonna call Bobby Caldwell's name. My issue becomes when I talk to people who call Bobby Caldwell's name. You understand what I mean by that, what, I, what I'm saying about that? What I'm saying is, is that you 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 wanna, you wanna frame the reference, and I and, and the article says this to me too. You're, when, when you try to frame your argument about what is good R and B music and you use that and you use Adele or Mm -hmm. you use Bobby Caldwell Mm -hmm. without having without putting in context where they actually fit as they only it's like it's like rock and roll for me. It's like, you know, when when Most Def has a song called Rock and Roll where he actually says he starts naming people like Chuck Berry. He names Lil Richard and then he says something like, you know, Elvis Presley ain't got no soul. Chuck Berry is rock and roll. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm. He, that's, said, I, that, he did, said that that's, in the article.
2: And, and okay. when you just said that, I totally get what you're saying. So, and it and you you you've you've clarified a, a something for me that I never quite got before. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm equating it to, or I will equate it to Eminem. So like mm-hmm. so like if if you put him as this is the benchmark of of wordplay Of lyricism Or whatever But you're not having Any discussions about Even within his camp Royce the five Nine Or Slaughterhouse Or Joel Or Joel or Joe,
0: Joe, Joe, Joe Button. All of, of that, that. Mm-hmm. If you're
2: not even If that's not part of the discussion Then, then, you, then your you argument is suspect Your yeah. argument then, is suspect then, then, I get it then then I Then from what you're there saying. When
0: you come at me like that Then I'm just like I'm saying. done talking to you I totally get what because you're Because to me You know It's like It's like, it, it's like you you want to spend time discounting where it came from yeah and the only the only argument you can have for discounting where it came from is who it comes from now you're like okay i like eminem in blackface i like hip-hop in whiteface right Mm -hmm. i like it i like him i like hip-hop in whiteface i don't you know,
2: which 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 leads us into what we have now, like the post Malones and all of that kind of stuff, where these people are are even bigger stars in the genre that they don't even claim, but we eating it up. I know, I got you. Dog. So and you know, in twenty years, <laughs> I, yeah, 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 in
0: twenty years, nobody will know Cool Herc's name, right? Right right, uh, right, right, right. Eminem created hip hop. Yeah, 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 yeah. And well, you know, and 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 that's I I lose so much. I I lose i always i i think i've made this argument before that when there is there is no sense of history yep you make
2: that argument for, a lot and yeah, it's relevant for, every for, time you say it there's it's, it's no sense of history yeah. and
0: it and it could be because of where it started right africans got stripped of their history mm-hmm. and so there's like this 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 some kind of uh um, an, an idea of um, It being um, Throw away
2: mm-hmm.
0: like We can just throw it away Because we'll do something else in a minute mm-hmm. We'll have something new next week mm-hmm. So that right there Is mm-hmm. just all throw away So mm-hmm. we don't really need to care Oh yeah man Eminem
2: tearing everybody up
0: Well really Is he really I mean he's good I give him his due eminem can wrap his ass off
2: but if that's your whole entire discussion, but if that's your
0: but yeah and if that's your benchmark i got yeah, a problem yeah, with yeah, it.
2: yeah 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 you know no i hear you and then I hear you.
0: and 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 i especially don't have these conversations with white people who 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 want to talk about things like rock music and don't have any real any real understanding of the history of rock music itself <laughs> right you know they yeah. just they see you know they they've been told that you Elvis, know Elvis is the king Elvis is the king, king. Mm-hmm. and you want to come at me and the beatles like, are the greatest like, thing
1: that ever came over here
0: <laughs> okay but everything that they've done they stole
2: i can i can i, mean, I can reach back them, and not all of them even st- they they directly reference it and talk about those people in those articles that those this is how we got our sound. Yeah. Like the Rolling Stones tell you who they got their sound from. They tell you who they were listening to.
0: But you can accept it from the Rolling Stones because it's in white face, not in black face.
2: And, and people who don't, and people who are like, uh, treat Rolling Stones like the Grateful Dead have no frame of reference to any of the artists that the Rolling Stones reference.
0: So, and I want to, this other part, of, we, and Sheldon, you always make me think about this. Uh, uh, something that uh, you mentioned some, some maybe, I don't know, some point uh, in in all of these discussions we've been having. We always talk about Prince's guitar solo and uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, he my guitar. My guitar gently weeps. <laughs> And, um, I'm done, throw it in there um, <laughs> I just remember having um like um, I don't know that I recognized the significance of that guitar solo for like a year or two like. It was just Prince, like yeah. you know when yeah. you when it you it was expected it's when you so... when I watched it and I watched Prince do that the
2: first time and I was watching like, the people around him right that that, at that, 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 that like so watching Tom Petty and just, all I'm just like oh, they like so I mean it's damn that they stopped playing <laughs> but you know
0: what so I didn't even I didn't even I didn't even see. All the other guitar yeah. players on the on the on the, on the stage with them. I just saw Prince doing Prince, yeah. mm. and since I'm a fan of Prince, I was just like, "That's just ah, Prince." I
1: watched that the whole and time. And then
0: the first time that I like stopped and watched, like I stopped looking at Prince, and I I, I watched that whole thing. I mm-hmm. was going, "Damn, they are all like freaking out. They are all sitting there going, I wish I could do this.' Like literally wishing. I mean. And I could be dead wrong, but that's the look that I saw on their faces.
1: My look was it was like this: they looking at him like he taking our shit and telling us how it's supposed to be done. He's not taking that's it. A, but he I mean, it. But you know, mean, I say taking it, but you know. No,
2: no, man, that's the whole
1: point. That's the perception. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Somebody and but you know what? There is a forty nine year old white man doing a podcast on the other side of the country right now, going, you know uh prince really wasn't that good that wasn't that big a deal (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. you know we've heard such and such do that we've heard and and the truth of the matter is you haven't heard such and such do that you haven't heard that happen that was like 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 you know it was like it was like that i always say this too uh when uh nwa bust through the that screen on that video express Mm -hmm. yourself Mm -hmm. It was like Prince and he would And the thing about it is Prince has Always been there Like you know Prince Prince When when people talk about rock music Prince's name rarely Comes up right but when, from his
2: First album the I'm yours <sighs>
0: The point uh that's that's listen the point I'm trying to make. Listen, when you talk about listen to I'm yours. When you're talking about rock music, <laughs> Prince's name never comes up. Yeah. That was the significance of that solo. Yeah, yeah. Because Prince was always compared to Rick James or competitive wise, Rick James mm-hmm. and Michael Jackson. Right. Nobody ever called his name when you started talking about Eric Clapton, Cream. Nobody ever started yeah. talking about calling yeah. his name when you're talking about Zeppelin or Eddie Van Halen, nobody was talking about his guitar playing. Mm. That was the significance of that uh, My Guitar Gently Weeps. And he walked, and I think he knew it. I think he knew it. he threw it in Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think he knew that. I think he was like, I'm supposed to come out here, and I bet you a dollar to a donut the entire time, the one or two times that they actually rehearsed that, Mm -hmm. he never showed up. If he was there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and if he was there, he probably played one note down, down, down. He probably did some shit like that. Because he's like,
2: I'm gonna, are, I, gonna yeah. I'm gonna show you. You gonna see tonight. You gonna. I'm gonna learn you. I'm gonna learn you. Yeah, yeah. That's, you, you this gonna is learn exactly today. what's
0: gonna happen. I'm finessed to learn you. Yeah. And I think that that was the like the significant. When I think about, so when I was reading this article, that's exactly that was like the one of the, like bamboozled and then Prince. Mm-hmm. That was like the next thing I thought about, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is just. I mean, you know, and and um, um, the uh. Uh, one of the lines that uh, he uses in this article, he says, you're not capturing arrangement of notes, you're capturing spirit.
2: Yeah, 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 yep. Yeah, so,
0: where you, where I, I can listen to Adele sing a song, but I can tell she doesn't have the spirit of this song. Mm-hmm. Adele singing a song, and then uh, um, uh, Tina Turner, Tina uh, Turner, uh, I'm trying oh, to find. Shit. I'm trying to think of somebody more contemporary. Okay. Yeah. Adele and Ledisi, okay, oh, singing yeah. the same song. Contemporaries, yeah. Got gotcha. you. Singing Let- the same song. blows it away yes, with yes.
2: feeling. With her. With her guttural. With her guttural interpretation of what's going and on, and it's
0: something that yeah. is not learned yeah. necessarily. It is. It is passed down. It's
2: what you get from being black. <laughs> I say you? it that way. <laughs> it is. It it is. 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 It's, it's, it's what you get right. It's what you get from. From 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 living your life every day, and being race being, being a component of your existence, all about all, all about your day. what's
0: in your DNA, yeah. and and then you know what, and and you mentioned Tina Turner just now, mm-hmm. and I, I go back and I hate that people don't use his name, and I know I, but we know why they don't yeah, use his Ike, name. Ike. Ike the remakes, Ike remaking white people songs, right? That shit
1: was genius, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He knew exactly what he, he was doing. He
0: was, and he would work that shit to mm-hmm. death. He yep. understood. Yeah. So, you know, Rocket 88 is supposedly one of the first uh, rock songs ever mm-hmm. recorded. Right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Who who knows that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it's seven people on the planet who know that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that he never got his due for that, or he never gets his due for that, yeah. Look. We can talk about all the white people who done beat yeah, white yeah. women. Reputation aside. All of that. Right, yeah, we can do yeah, that. Yeah. But they ain't going to never get the hell that Ike Turner got right. for it. Yeah, he didn't apologize for it. And, you know, he yeah. didn't go on the he apology was tour. He was, yeah. he was problematic. So nobody wants to give him his just due. Mm. You know He's not going to get a Bayatee award because he's Ike Turner. Right. But Creed is clear water. Let's just go there. The mm-hmm. the the proud Mary.
2: Mm-hmm. We can just
0: start there. We can go and we can go for hours talking about the remakes, but let's just right. start with proud Mary. Well, we can start and stop at proud Mary. Mm-hmm. <sighs> who knew Cretus Clearwater does the song? How many people on the planet right now know that Cretus Clearwater well, did proud Mary?
2: Some people know, but it's not a lot of us that know. It's not. Right. A, I don't think
0: it's a lot of anybody. I was who an
2: adult knows. before I knew.
1: Cause we, just think, of, we just think of, we just think of, you, you know. think
0: of, and and it's 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 by no coincidence that's one of those remakes that when the heart and soul got put into it, it changed the whole, mm-hmm. it changed the, it changed the resonance of the song completely, completely, right, yeah. and you wouldn't know that you know if you heard it the other way around. When you hear Ike Turner and Tina Turner do "Proud Mary," and then you go back and somebody says, "Oh." Listen to this, and you go, wait, which one came first? Mm-hmm. And you're like, why would they butcher Ike and Tina's
2: song like that?
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, you know, well, you can say that a lot of cases right here today. <laughs> People oh, <yeah>. don't know.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, the really the the case that he ultimately led up to with the Old Town mm-hmm. Road really, like I said before, just so perfectly sums up everything that's going on with this article. But one thing that i would really like to to note here is just the writing and the structure of this article if you ever want to have a discussion with anybody about appropriation this is an article that y'all need to reference Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when you have the discussion yeah because a lot of times people come to the table with a different perception of their or they have their own perception of what appropriation is and this is a factual a timeline of what is going on as it relates to how the music was appropriated, how the respectability of black music plays out over time. And it's really a good, it's a good tool to use to have the discussion with somebody, even if they disagree with it, at least you have these factual timelines to say, oh, okay, well, what about this? and what happened here? And why was this not a turning point I or had whatever? Ed, I had a discussion
1: at work all the time. Cause you know, I work with all these Caucasians. So,
2: <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: so you know, okay. when, when we talk about, when we talk music and we have references, when it comes to music, I always say, well, you know this person but it's always a black person mm-hmm. so this article for me is going to back up my argument like you just because it said, gives them all of the references because, that they would understand because they think that yeah. oh this person is this person this person is this person you know even we had a discussion about stevie Ray Vaughan, and you posted to him the other mm-hmm. day and uh and i was telling guys that man this dude was born right here in Oak dallas cliff. texas and Old cliff went to Kimball high school you know so then i said well think about what he does it's blues Slash Rock, I said, go keep on going back a little further. He
2: was on cake He was listening to KKBA. <laughs> yes, he was listening to blues music. That was his reference. He that's where he got his influence from. I mean, that's it's just clear. But the Old Town Road, one of the lines that he makes a reference to an Old Town Road about the banjo being the through line, and he to was. me was just like <laughs> that was like oh oh damn because he went back to where he started out. Where the actual Jim Crow, and this whole blind yeah, with the banjo mm-hmm. being the primary instrument, uh, and it was just kind of like, okay, now here we are again with a black person doing this song with this banjo, uh, you know, lick in it, and now it has to ha- it has to gain respectability for you in order for us the masses to consume it. So. So this person jumps on it to give it the respectability that it needs in order to be. It was already a hit, but now it becomes a mega hit. Mm-hmm. And 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 the sick thing with, yeah.
0: that always the the sick thing about that is the banjo is an African instrument. Correct. Yeah. yeah. That's like the sickest thing in the world. And it's iconically
2: perceived in America as it's a country music bluegrass white oh, music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it, and and it, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> but here, here, there, there are some other things in the article that I had to uh, come to grips with, and I, and I probably have for a, a long time. When he talked about, well, when he was talking about bamboozled, mm-hmm. and, or he wasn't talking about well, bamboozled, we, we, but when he was talking about the, the minstrel and the Mac Black, the, yeah. the minstrel yeah, show, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I had to, I had to admit, without. It's not hard to admit now, but it, it would have been a long time ago that is. It's the whole reason I strayed away from rap music, because to me, when I first saw, you wanted the respectability. I wanted the respectability. Yeah, I was I was uh, Miles Davis. I was the Herbie people who Hancock. perform in suits. I, I, I was <laughs> I was that person. Yeah, yeah. So even if the, even if they didn't, Earth Wind and Fire. Yeah. Everything was highbrow. Yeah, yeah. It was melodic, it was highbrow. The lyrics were uh, uh um educated. They made sense. All of those things. So when I saw what rap music was becoming uh to me in my head da ha da ha I saw and then I saw I think I think when I saw how White people were making fun of rap music. Mm-hmm. It was
2: menstrual. Like, uh, it like, was uh, uh, they like were dressing the, up in the garb and performing it, and it was
0: funny. the The thing that always made me the the one thing that I always uh, makes me think of that is the Super Bowl Shuffle, when the Chicago Bears did that yes. Super Bowl Shuffle. Mm-hmm. This was eighty five, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're making fun of rap music, and if you making fun of it. Then it can't be good, cause you can't make fun of Earth, Wind, and Fire, right? <laughs> you can't make fun of Miles Davis. Ain't nothing. And then, and then you can't approach that in any way where you can, uh, 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 where you can reproduce it in a way that that makes it look minstrelly cause that's you know. And I was like, so, and I think that's what drove me away from rap music for so long. Like, mm-hmm. I just couldn't. Like, I was like, I'm not gonna be a part of that thing. Rap music Because you're not Going to get a chance To look down on me Because of that mm-hmm. I'm bigger than that So you got to Stay out of my face mm-hmm. But when You know It took me a while Before I was like Oh rap is bigger than this
2: Do you think that That's maybe Some of the issue That we have With Yes Yes Okay. You don't even have
0: to finish that. You don't have to finish that.
2: Because but
0: but but here's here's the difference. Here's with, the, here, with newer rap. Yeah, but here here's the difference. I think that that here's the other piece of what I think uh why we have such a problem with that. Because we've seen it at its best. Yes. We've seen we've seen what public enemy can do. We've seen what KRS one can do.
2: We, we lived s- in the golden era of hip hop. We've seen the, the, trans- the transformative gold, issue. Yeah, the you know,
0: we we've seen what how hip hop can transform things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when we see this the Percocet, Percocet Percocet bullshit, we just kinda go, Really? Like that's the best you can come even if you rapped about drugs, that's the best you can do.
2: And to me, I agree with everything that you said. I just I just think that our main issue is the fact that Percocet, Percocet, Percocet is in the front. But there are still people and there's still Rhapsody. Yes. Still, there's still J. Cole. There's still Kendrick Lamar. There's still people who are out there doing it. But Percocet, Percocet, Percocet is what you is what the white kids love. And it feels like a menstrual show. Mm-hmm. It feels like a menstrual show. And I wish you guys had had seen the movie. I don't know if you remember this, but we talked about the movie "Sorry to Bother You" briefly when we had uh, the rap show, and okay. we talked about "Sorry to Bother You." Mm-hmm. And there was a scene in that movie where the guy was rapping, and the folk oh, and, yeah. and, and everybody yeah. was just like, ha, 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 ha. and everybody was just kind of like, and it was a room full of white people, and there was a scene where everybody was laughing, and. He said, "Oh, okay, I know what to do here," and he just started saying "nigga, nigga, 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 nigga," and literally just saying "nigga, nigga," and the crowd blew up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it was so you don't. Know, it was it was like a it was like a think piece in ten seconds of how to encapsulate how the music is perceived and how the music is accepted and what game what gets you respect and what doesn't get you respect in the music industry as a black artist, mm-hmm. and and it just. It, it just, it just speaks on so many levels. And I've heard, I've seen people review this movie and talk about that scene. Mm-hmm. I've seen white people review this movie and talk about that scene and talk about how embarrassing it was and how truthful it was at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. They were like, this is so embarrassing, but this is so honest, the way this is coming across in this movie. Cause it just, it just, it just talks about it. It makes that whole, this is, this is what's going on here. This is the new blackface this it's, is what we're doing
0: yeah and go ahead
1: no uh, no nah, nah. uh did y'all ever see this video that uh there was a comedian out there and he was at the mall and these kids had these white kids had on some do-rags
2: no i didn't see that mm. yeah and
1: he was like what 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 is this he told off give me some waves
2: uh-huh. he
1: took he takes this off he's like he you know i'm not gonna go see what the comedian said but he like waves. you know And I'm like, wow, the culture is. I mean, they just want to be there, be engrossed into it by any means necessary, man.
2: But the problem is the problem with that is when you decide that you don't want to be a kid anymore. When those kids decide they don't want to be a kid anymore, they can decide that and put on a suit and then go and shoot There's up the a, corporate ladder right. with no whatever. It's what, but uh, when I walk into there, everybody is the soundtrack of that of the whatever hip hop song where they were talking about kill whoever mm-hmm. is playing in their mind while I'm walking through the building. It, it's,
0: you know, it's it's it's, uh, it's, it's uh, Paul Mooney's favorite uh, famous every, quote. Yeah. Everybody want to be a nigga till it's time to be a nigga. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: it's I mean that, and please we got to give another uh to the show. I know people don't like the word that word, so but it's it's crucial to this conversation. I'm just cru- Yeah. <laughs> and we only used it the one time. So, yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's it's not, you know, something that we just go out and start doing. So. Right, right.
1: Yeah, it's, his name is uh Godfrey.
2: I think I've seen that video. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen know I know, I know the I know the comedian, but yeah. Yeah,
1: he, he roasted to Suburban Kids about why he is wearing duray. But I'm it's, a, a it's the it's the same too.
2: thing across the world. I mean you see in Seoul Korea where the K Bop, the K pop uh, where they have basically uh, are taking all of these artists from the, the 90s, these boy bands and girl bands from the 90s, and now they, they emulated them, and now they're doing all of their stuff. Yeah. And there's even a video of, of one of them in, I, I believe it's in Korea, it may be another part of, of, uh, of Asia, where there is, a, there is a person dancing in actual blackface, but they're doing the hip-hop dance. So I mean it the through line is just there. Mm-hmm. It's just always there. And it doesn't and it's 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 global. I mean, it's just the way that you're perceived as a human being throughout the world.
0: And and think about and you know, um the the issue that I have with this thing is the issue I have with all things when it comes to race. And it's hard to have a conversation with someone other, you know, that's not black, where they refuse to, like they want, like like uh, you say something about a mass shooting and the first, and, and white people, the first thing white people say is, uh, what about Chicago? Yeah. Or if a cop kills, a white cop kills a black man, the first thing they want to say, well, uh, black on black crime. You know there is some truth and some facts that are before you. That that this this thing this thing lays it out beginning to end, and yeah, okay, that happened blah 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 years ago, but it's still happening. It's just it's it's just in a different manner. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's 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 what the Thirteenth Amendment that. That documentary is mm-hmm. about, you know, mm-hmm. these things are they're the systemic and, and the it's reason, not even
2: it's beyond it's beyond prejudice. Right. And race. It's institutionalized. And the it's, reason it's, that it's the it
0: doesn't get better is because you don't want to have the conversation that it happened, not that it's happening. You don't even want to deal with the fact that it happened. I was uh, reading a tweet recently where this white woman went on a plantation tour. Mm -hmm. She in the middle of Louisiana on a plantation tour and the black tour guide was talking about the atrocities that were happening to uh, the enslaved people Mm -hmm. on the on the plantation. Mm -hmm. She felt she was like, I didn't want to go there to feel bad. I wanted to see a beautiful plantation. (laughs) Well, it wasn't beautiful to black people,
2: right? It wasn't. It wasn't. It, it, it wasn't, wasn't a pleasant that. experience. It wasn't that. I know you. I know you think it was, but it was not a pleasant experience.
0: And 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 y- y- you don't want to deal with the fact that it happened. Yeah. So how? So that it continues to happen because it's so ingrained. Mm-hmm. That's the reason that there is continually a problem.
2: And also, there are people there are people of all races, white included, who know that it happened, who understand the facts of it, but just don't want don't to give acknowledge it, it. Just yeah. I mean, and so and
0: that's exactly what I'm
2: saying. Yeah. You just like. But some people that like I don't know and I don't want to know. Right. But then there are the people that are like I know, but you know, let's talk about something
0: else. Yeah. So overall. Overall, I think this was an incredible piece of uh, work here. I am, uh, I am most definitely taking this copy that I have, mm-hmm. and I am going to place it in my my uh, my files of things that I keep to to read over and over again. Cause this is something that I am certain going to have my daughter read yeah. for sure, and I can't wait till my daughter is old enough to read this.
2: She might have, she might be older than us, for this day. <laughs> <laughs> well, but this. Well, this is, but, but this is, this is, this is, this is, kind of the
0: framework that I want her to work in life with. You know what I mean? To understand where who who she is in the history. and mm-hmm. and how, and how how to navigate the world. Yeah based on how it how the world is yeah and so you know I'm, i can't wait till she's old enough to read this and we have and we're we're able to have a discussion about it
2: yeah uh, yeah
1: well i just say this this uh new york times article uh what they call it it's a series 1619 the 1619 project, 16, 19 19 project. project. Mm-hmm. yeah this will most definitely be our teaser for the day before the show the actual article itself all mm-hmm. right So they can kind of get an idea of what we're gonna go into and probably get some feedback Oh, cool you know so cool 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 you know so but as always we want to thank you for listening to Psycho Music Lyricology be sure to hit the subscribe button rate review us and listen to us on Spotify Apple Podcast SoundCloud Google Play Music Luminary or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast hit us up on Facebook at Psycho Music Lyricology and Instagram and Twitter at Psycho Fellas we can be contacted at Psycho Music Lyricology at gmail.com or hit us up, four six nine six oh six nine five three four. Until the next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.